Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and midlife career rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey, Rebels. So today I'm not feeling 100%, so please forgive my voice, but I really wanted to talk about how to run career pilot studies. That's the topic of this particular episode. And this is such an important and useful approach to finding what you want if you're ready for a career train change or transition or reinvention. And it's a process that some people really either haven't heard of, or when they do hear about it, they either scoff at it or resist it. Um, Because it's a different concept. Some people have used the term uh, test drive your career or a mini experiment or things of that nature. I pretend to call it a pilot study. And people usually kind of scoff at it because it takes time. It's a process that isn't quick, it's not easy. And, you know, we live in an instant gratification society. So we don't like to move slow. And when we're ready to take action or get things done, we want to move immediately into it. And we want all the answers and we want everything quickly. But this is a process of really slowing down, taking our time and really figuring things out, um, which can be challenging, particularly if you're, f- if you're feeling angst and a need to, to move and to make a decision or to do something different. I know it's not very attractive. It's not very fun. <laughs> but when it comes to our careers, we have to remember that we didn't get where we are overnight. So in order to step into something that we really love and want to do, we want to be careful and take some time and use some consideration um, to really make sure that we're making the best decisions. What's true is that if we take the time now, it'll pay off so many times later on for you. And this is why I want to talk about running a pilot study, a career pilot study before making a decision to move into a career, uh, something different or something new that you're thinking about doing. Now, I call it a career pilot study because before you can conduct your dissertation and doctoral graduate programs, you have to run what's called a pilot study. And a pilot study is your opportunity to test your hypothesis or your theory, to test out your research methods, basically to really test the whole premise of your research. And it's your opportunity to gather the data you need to determine if you're on the right track or what, if anything, needs to change before you jump into the full scale of your dissertation research, which in some cases could take a year or two to actually complete and conduct. It depends on how big the study is and, you know, what your method is. So most recommend, most schools recommend that you run, they actually require that you run a mini pilot just to kind of test everything out. And that's what a career pilot study is all about and why I call it 
a career pilot study. I had to do the same thing in my doctoral work. And it just, it's an incredible process that opens up your eyes to a lot of things. And so this is why I embed this in the work that I do with my clients. And it's an opportunity for you to gather data to help you determine if you're on the right track and with your career change and what you're thinking about doing or where you're thinking about reinventing yourself and to determine whether or not maybe you need to change things and chart a new course before you actually jump out into that new career. And like I said, what it is is part of the Activate. There's a three-part framework of the AAA framework that I work through in the Career Rebel Academy. And this is a part of the Activate phase of that framework. So it's this isn't something that you jump into immediately. So if you're thinking about making a change, you don't start at the pilot. This is not where you begin. You do, there's a lot of work that comes before it and you only want to do it after you have a little bit more clarity around where it is that you want to go and the calling that you want to pursue. Now, you're probably listening to me because it's probably the situation that you're in, right? You're probably making a career shift or you're unhappy in your current career and you aren't quite sure where you want to go and you're trying to figure things out. And like I said, if if that's where you are, you want to do some pre-work really to discover your career path before you get into a pilot. But if you've done that work and you're listening and you're like, no, I kind of really know where I want to go or it's between these two other options and I'm just not sure which one, then you'll want to listen to this because you may actually learn something that's may really be helpful for you to give you some ideas on how to explore that next step and options. So whether it's working in a different industry or whether you're launching a new business, conducting a career pilot study can actually save you an incredible amount of heartache in the end. Skipping this step is how most people end up in careers and jobs they regret and desperately want to get out of, right? And then they're at this place like, I want to get out. But is that out of that desperation, maybe jumping out of the frying pan into the fire before in terms of where you may be stuck now. But it's not surprising that, you know, we don't understand about pilots and we don't have the patience to run a pilot because it's not something that they teach us in college or at any time throughout our careers. So many of us choose our careers without really a lot of thought or research. You know, I know a lot of women who are doctors, engineers, and lawyers because it's what their parents did and because it was familiar and they liked the lifestyle that the parents provided. So they're like, sure, I'll choose that profession. Or they may have been really strongly guided that way by a family member. I also know people who chose their professions because they watched like LA Law or ER or St. Elsewhere, right? I may be dating myself with those shows, but (laughs) that's what, you know, was hot in the 80s when I was kind of getting ready to start law school. Um, Or they were affiliated with someone, like they had a teacher or a friend or a family member who was doing something they thought was a cool profession. Or they may have been guided in that profession because someone said, wow, you're really good at debating. You should be a lawyer. Or you're exceptional at science and math. You should go into you know, engineering or healthcare or medicine, or you're really good with people, you know, so, or you're good with kids. So have you thought about being a teacher or a pediatrician or a social worker or something of that nature? So you may have had some suggestions given to you based on people just observing that because you had a particular skill set that they admired, that this is the field that you should go into. And this happens a lot with people who are like first generation. If you, if either you had a parent who, went through that process, so you kind of follow that process, or your first generation, you don't really have a lot of guidance and or experience with people in particular professions that you're interested in. So other things and other people and suggestions kind of lead you in a direction that you may or may not know if it's really right for you. 
Similarly, I know people and I even work with clients who like love baking or they love decorating their home or shopping, for example. And then they decide, I think I want to start a business in baking. I want to be a baker or an interior designer or a stylist. And while I believe it's important to work at the intersection of what you're good at and what you love, running a business involves so much more than just baking, decorating or shopping. And what you have to love to do you know, you may love to do something recreationally, but realize it's not really the thing you want to do as a business, right? You may love baking for your family, but when people are putting in orders for you and having opinions about what they want, it may totally ruin the whole process for you. And you realize, I do love baking as a hobby, but I don't want it to be my business. So we have to run these pilots to get a little bit more clarity about what it would mean if this were the direction that I wanted to head into. And the problem with making career decisions this way is that you don't really know what's involved, right? You know, you don't know what it takes to do that work or what it's really like from day to day. And having an idea of what it's like is not enough, right? Guessing what it may be like or having a feel for it is just not enough because there will always be aspects that you enjoy and there'll be some that you don't. I mean, life's 50-50. There's good and there's bad. And that's the same thing with any job or career. Even if you love what you do, which I do, there are things that I don't love to do or don't want to do, but it doesn't override the overall love of the work that I do. So, There'll always be some aspects that won't be great, but you want to be clear that those aren't deal breakers for you as well. You want to get super clear on what you're getting yourself into and how it's aligned with your genius, your skills, your values, and your vision. Now, I remember when I was in college, I worked in a small law firm. There were about four attorneys in the practice, and I was an assistant. And that experience, honestly, was a big part of me wanting to become a lawyer. They actually were bankruptcy attorneys, and I had no interest in going into that field. But what I did observe were uh, was that they had a great amount of independence and freedom in their jobs, and they were helping a lot of people, two things that I knew I wanted in whatever I decided to do. But I never went further. I never really even asked them questions about other than like what law school they went to and what was law school like and how did they get in. I never really asked a lot of questions about all the differences in law or what you can do with a law degree. And, you know, the fact that they were doing transactional law, which I never I found out later, not because I talked with them about it, but there's a difference between litigation and transactional law. And I wasn't really clear about where my, I wasn't even clear what my genius skills, visions, and values were. And so um, that was not even taken into consideration when I was thinking about becoming a lawyer. But because I had some peripheral experience working at a small law firm, I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. So then when things don't work out, right, and this is usually how we make decisions, I have some little experience with it. And I think, you know, that seems about right. But when they don't work out, we try to either push ourselves to continue in the work, thinking that, well, maybe something's wrong with me, or maybe I'm just not getting it, or just with more time, it'll work out. Or we think, oh my goodness, I made a horrible decision, and now I can't trust myself to make better decisions or good decisions when it comes to my career. But the reality is we just didn't know enough. Like even for law, I didn't know enough to know if that really was the right career choice for me or were there some other options available to me. So you want to spend some time trying to understand and really get to know not only yourself and what you want to do, but where and how you want to do that work if it's aligned. 
So now if you're ready to embark on a new career venture, what you don't want to do is to idolize the idea of the career that you're going into. Sometimes we think, oh, the grass is going to be so greener on the other side. So we idolize the career option as opposed to the journey to get to that career option. So we hop into something that may not be the best choice for us because we haven't done our due diligence. And so if we think we're ready to go into something or we've narrowed it down to a couple of options, and it's okay to run more than one pilot study, by the way, it's time to then run that pilot study and then test your options. When I knew I was ready to stop practicing law, I thought that I wanted to be a mediator. And this is an example of testing things out. I used to do a lot of mediations in small claim courts when I practiced law in Chicago and did some other mediations um, for various organizations because I really liked being a mediator. I really liked the work. I felt it was more aligned to my personality and values as opposed to law that was really adversarial. But mediation really helped people come to a resolution to help both people walk away feeling as if they were winners in the process. So when I moved to the Pacific Northwest and I was working as a labor counsel for a union, I knew I wanted to leave law, but I wasn't sure what it was. So while I was working, I explored the option of becoming a family divorce mediator. Um, I even took a certification course in Seattle. And by the end of that course, you know, you're ready to hang out your shingle and start being a mediator. But before I decided to do that, before I decided to walk away from what I was doing and step into that work, I decided to test it out first to run a little pilot. So I contacted one of the top family mediators in the area, and I asked if I could shadow her or intern her or intern with her to gain a deeper understanding of what life would look like as a family mediator. And she said, absolutely. I mean, think about it. And when you're doing this kind of work, most people are not going to like go against free labor. So, you know, so it's a win-win on both sides. So I did this while I was working a full-time job. I went to her office, sometimes before work, sometimes after work. Sometimes I was able to spend the full day there, just depending on what my schedule was at work. And after a couple of months, she actually gave me, I remember one of her cases, like I was sitting on a lot of the mediations and talked to her a lot about her practice. And she's, she said, well, why don't you take this case and just go ahead and go through the process so you can understand what it's like to be in the mix of it. And so I went through the process, mediated one of her cases. And once I was done with that case, I was done with that career. <laughs> In the end, I realized this was not for me. I absolutely, I didn't, well, hate it is probably a strong word, but I definitely was not happy. I knew that if I had to spend day and night doing this, well, I love mediation. I didn't like the area. I didn't want to do family and divorce mediation for sure. But I also realized that, I, you know, as much as I loved mediation, I realized when I did it before, I did it part time. I did it while I practiced. It was the occasional case that I did mediation. I realized this was not the career path that was right for me. But in the end, I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to work with her because it helped me to learn more about myself and what I did and did not want to do in my career. Now, the next pilot study I ran was to shadow an organizational development consultant, a field actually hadn't really heard much about at the time. And she was actually in the process of doing some work with a small organization, doing some culture change work. And so I volunteered again to work with her on this particular assignment just to get a chance to see what it was like. And what was cool is that I only got to see her in action, but I got to have a lot of conversation behind the scenes as well. And I tell you, 
two months into that experience, I was hooked. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do and wondered, like, where had this career been all my life? Like, had I actually did this pilot sooner? Had I known about doing this opportunity, I probably honestly would not have went to law school and would have taken a completely different direction. I don't regret that I went to law school at all. That's not what this is about. But having done that experience gave me so much clarity about the direction that I wanted to go in. To this day, I still do organizational consulting work. I still consult with organizations because I love the work. It's it's just part of my genius and what I love to do. Had I not done that pilot, I never would have jumped that way because the under, I didn't really understand what it was about. And I definitely didn't couldn't see the relationship between what I was doing and the skills that I had and how they would relate to what that type of work was. But doing that pilot cleared a lot up for me. Now, there are three steps to running a pilot study is implement, evaluate, and recalibrate. And you may have heard me talk about these, but it's a big, it's what I talk about as the framework around pilot studies is implement, evaluate, recalibrate. Implementation requires two things, research and action. Now, research can include informational interviews, conversations with family and friends, or internet research. Like wherever you can gather information about your area of interest, that is the key part of the implementation process. But you have to be careful about that part of the, st- of the step because this is where a lot of people get stuck. Why? Because research is safe and research is easy. And it's easy to get lost in reading all the books, talking to other people, wanting to take a certification class, wanting to sit in on a class, scrolling through the internet, you know, and just being in just buried in research, research, research to explore everything that you want to do. But the truth is clarity comes from action. So while research makes you think you know what you want to do, it's not until you're engaged, then then you really know what it is that you want to do, right? And that's how a lot of us found our careers in the beginning. Like it was a bunch of research. We researched and we talked to people and we did informational interviews and we said, yes, let me do that. So the implementation stage was only halfway done, but here it's implementation and action. And that's where the clarity comes in. So reading and talking to someone about what you want will only give you some insight on what it's like. And really the insight you're getting is what it's like for them. You still really don't know what it's like for you. And that's why the action is so important. So once you've done your research, you then have to take action. Now, taking action can be done through volunteering, shadowing, or doing an adult internship. And actually I talked about adult internships in one of my career segments at AM Northwest, which I'll link to the show notes. It something that had become very popular over the years pre-COVID um, so that people can really get a feel of what they wanted to do. It was things that a lot of retirees or people who were about to retire would do these adult internships just because they wanted to explore a different industry or area of work that they had thought about doing but weren't sure about doing. So it's it was really popular among retirees, but we have found that a lot of people were doing these kind of internships to get a gainer a better sense and gain an experience in a different field. So that's an option. So you can work for free. You can work part-time. You can take a part-time gig. You can work on weekends. You can volunteer to work on a particular project, get a tour, or just sit in a place for a while. But the point is that you are taking action to be exposed into what it's like to be in that world and to do that work. Now, after implementation, you'll want to evaluate the experience. 
you want to ask yourself what worked, what didn't work, what did you love, what did you hate? Can you see yourself doing this long term? Can you wake up every day over the next 10 years and do this? And would you be excited or would you dread it? So the evaluation phase is a critical part in determining if you're on the right track. And so you want to spend some time really dissecting everything about it that you really enjoyed. Where Were you able to use your skills? Were you able to lean into your strengths? Were you working and operating more than 80% of your zone of genius while you were doing that? Or were you doing something that you really had to force yourself to do or pull in some skills that you really, you know how to do, but do you really want to do that every day? So if after you, after your evaluation, you realize that it's not what you want to do, then you want to recalibrate, which means you want to pivot to going back to exploring new areas of interest and starting the process over again. But if you're thinking, you know, I don't have time for this. Who has time to spend a month or two, you know, following someone or volunteering for free or doing that kind of stuff? I mean, I have a family, I have obligations, and that's just going to take a long time. And I'm looking to get out of here or a recruiter called me last week about a job or, you know, I'm looking at a new experience right now. I mean, I don't have time to sit back and wait. Listen, I want to encourage you to take the time you need to ensure that you're moving in the right direction. Spending a few weeks or even a few months doing your due diligence is so much more better than spending years in the wrong career or years jumping from job to job because you don't know which opportunities to say yes or no to. Every time you rush the process, you're guessing whether or not this is going to be right for you. I mean, think of it this way. You know, if somebody's coming at you with an opportunity or a job or you're thinking about moving someplace, think of it as a marriage. If somebody came at you and said, hey, would you marry me? Will you marry me? Hey, would you marry me? You wouldn't just say yes, or you wouldn't be caught in confusion wondering which proposal should I say yes to without doing a little due diligence, right? So think of it the same way. Instead of jumping into something, let people know you want to do a little courting. <laughs> you want to have a little pilot before you actually say yes or no to something. Figuring out what it is you want to do requires a willingness to jump in there, to work hard, to try things out, right? To see whether or not something is going to work out for you or not. That's the whole process that you want to go through. And you have to allow yourself the time and the space to be able to explore all of it. Now, I know we live in a fast food society. Like I said, we have instant gratification is our jam. But we want we want things quick and in a hurry. But when it comes to your career, you just don't want to go for the short term fix when you could go for the long term solution. That's what we'll work together in the Career Rebel Academy. That's what my clients come to me for. That's why we have six months together. That's why there's a framework to get you through from where you are to where you want to be. Because for each person in, any, in each industry may require something a little bit different. And that's what we'll work together through the process to create the right career pilot for you. We'll talk about how to reach out to people, how to implement your pilot, how to evaluate your experience, how to recalibrate to find the right direction. So listen, if you're interested in getting the support to run a pilot to figure out what you want to do, then let's go. Let's make it happen. In the interim, I want you to start thinking about what you're interested in and who you can start talking to about the things that you're thinking you want to do. How can you learn more? What are the ways you can gain firsthand knowledge, not just other people's experiences, but your own knowledge for greater clarity and confidence about what is the step and direction that you want to take? 
running a career pilot will alleviate so much stress because most people believe that they have to quit their job to go in to do something different, or they fear leaving the job because they're fear they're fearing that what's next may be worse than where they are. But running a pilot alleviates all of that. So you don't have to worry about if you're making a bad decision or not, because you've done the due diligence to know it's the right move and right decision for you. And if you're wondering, how can I run a pilot for a position I'm interviewing for? Like, I'm not trying to totally do something different, but I'm looking at taking a different position. So how can I think figure that out. Well, let me tell you, there's a lot of things you can do to get really a, to get a really good feel for whether or not it's the right position for you. And it's one of the things that I break down for my clients in that activate phase of the AAA framework. So have no doubt that this could work for you too. The point of a career pilot study though is to give you the information you need to make the best career choice for yourself to learn what energizes you, what's aligned to your values, where your genius and gifts shine, what brings you joy to not just the work that you do, but to your life. It's also a way to help you to learn more about the different fields and industries that you otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to discover or explore. You'll also see your current working career with new eyes. Because honestly, in some cases, when people run these pilots, I've had clients who actually reconnected with their work and their career in a very different way once they went out there to explore other options. And they realized that they didn't need something new. They just needed to have a slight tweak or the, or the direction, a slight tweak in the direction of where they are, where they're going, that actually they were on the right path. But sometimes we get so frustrated that we think we kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater, not realizing that there could be something that is meaningful about where we are, but we don't know it because we have we don't have anything to compare it to. And so running a pilot in some situations helps people to realize what they actually have and how to negotiate or navigate a new direction or path for where they are right now. And like I said, if you want help running a career pilot, join me in the Rebel Academy. You'll have the guidance and the support you need to figure it all out. And I'd love to help you get out there and implement, evaluate, and recalibrate your way to the fulfilling and meaningful work that you're meant to do in the world. Okay. That's what I have for you today, Rebels. And listen, if you want to learn more about the Career Rebel Academy and the AAA framework, I want you to check out my free video training series, The 10-Minute Career Jumpstart. You'll be able to diagnose where you are and what it will take for you to get to the career life you want. Just click on the link in the show notes and go ahead and get started. Until next time, have an amazingly rebellious week. Hey, if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, then you've got to come check out the Career Rebel Academy. It's where you'll get the individual help and support you need applying the concepts and strategies you're learning here and so much more. You'll be joined by a community of other rebels just like you, and I'll be there as your guide every step of the way. If you're genuinely looking to change the course of your life and career, I promise you, this is the place you'll want to be. Just go to www.carolparkerwalsh.com forward slash career dash rebel dash academy. I can't wait to see you there.